This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. The Dale Jr. Download. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. back again. Another episode of the Dale Jr. Download with my co-host Mike Davis. Uh, Schultz is here, Leah is here, and we also have a great guest, Josh Berry, coming off of his win at Martinsville in the Xfinity race. If uh, you haven't heard, it's pretty special, (laughs) and... This podcast is going to be about that win, and uh, we're going to. T- we've had Josh on the show before, of course, but we're going to talk about some some new things and and kind of where he goes from here. So it's been a wild ride already this year for Josh, and I uh, can't wait to share this the story with you. Um, going to be a great show. We got Ash Junior. I tried to turn it into Ask Josh because uh, Josh is going to be part of Ask Junior. He's going to be sitting in on some of the questions. And uh, that should be a lot of fun. We haven't done that before, but uh, we got a great show for you. So let's get started. All right, man. So uh, you know, Josh is coming on the show here later, but you know, we had a uh, an amazing day. I mean, I I have a hard time putting it into words. Just how special, and and I can't even. also, I feel like this weird sense of why is this so special? What makes this this big of a deal? It's a great question. I thought it was a big deal before it happened, right? You know, man, we if we could win one race, if we could just get one win with Josh, and we've worked for years to try to get more opportunities for him and create buzz for him, right? And we we win race after race after race in the late model car. We race for a decade. He's won like seventy five features. Uh, multiple track championships, <laughs> right. a national title last year, and we're just working and working and working. We've got some great partners that have been able to help us sustain, you know, continual, uh, you know, performance and 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 stay on the racetrack in the late model program to be able to. Yeah, and he just keeps working and keeps trying to improve and getting better and better. And you know, once you think he's got it mastered, he he ramps it up a notch and becomes even more unbeatable. And so, I can't over. I don't think you can overstate how competitive he is in the late model car everywhere he goes he's the guy to beat or one of the top two or three cars to beat and uh you know when we think about putting him in an xfinity car for uh more than more than just one or two races we've had a couple of races he's only ran about uh 15 or so in his career 13 he had yep. a few races and oh when the hell a few years ago what, yeah, yeah 16 yeah 14 15 yeah ran at iowa ran a couple places yeah and uh, I remember running at Homestead, and they were good. You know, we had a real positive run at, at Richmond one night that I remember sitting down at the media center. We had won the race, and Josh had run really well. I remember sitting in the media center after that race just pleading with someone to to come on board and help us take Josh to the next level. And um, I was so disappointed by the lack of sort of response from that. You don't have expectations. I mean, I, I was disappointed. And thought that maybe that might be what would help us sort of you're just spinning your gears and you're hoping that the gears are going to mesh and all of a sudden it's going to start you know the machine's going to start working and it's going to start moving forward but we still haven't sort of caught that cog yet right Mm. to get us into the next level we had a lot of things happen we had some things situationally with our programs shift around and and open up a void 
and we've we've sort of without really getting into details owning a Xfinity team is you know really we budget to break even we we budget to we budget to to not lose money hand, we budget <laughs> yeah we budget to handle payroll right right get everybody uh the money we owe them and and pay them uh, the salary they deserve and what we agreed upon and all that good stuff and we don't you know we we budget to to go race and we know what we got to we know what engines are going to cost we know what tires are going to cost and we 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 go race and and this thing doesn't make money it's not designed you know to to make money and um sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't right and we've been doing this Xfinity program for a really long time and we've had more better years than we've had bad years and when we do have any kind of a profit, we've we've saved that, right? We put that behind. We put that in a little safe place, in case of any kind of, you know, necessary need mm-hmm. for that type of a uh, you know a quick recovery or any kind of savior or or we've really built up a great little you know cushion to to have in case of an emergency or something like that, and and. Uh, here we are with with we had a little void of races that we needed to fill and and we had talked to a lot of drivers. Corey LaJoy was one guy I was excited about um, possibly coming here because I knew Corey could go out there and win. And everybody's dying to see him really get that opportunity. But we had talked to a handful of other drivers and and uh, just really never came to uh, finalize any kind of agreement with anybody. And and I was sitting there. I don't even remember how the conversation started, but I think I reached out to Kelly. LW and said, "Hey, you know, what about Josh? Like, can can we make this work? Could we figure this out?" And so, we figured it out, right? Mm-hmm. And we kind of, you basically, what you do, and and it's not, I wouldn't suggest this for anybody, but it's it's what some people do as owners and 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 people that go racing, even even drivers that own their own cars, is they'll commit to go race and they'll try to cure those, you know, acquire those sponsorships as they're going, right? And so that's kind of what we hoped would happen. As yeah. we got into the season, we would start to pick up partnerships right at the doorstep of these races, right at the right at the you know, and you'd love to have a package signed months ago last year, right? We'd love to have something signed now for next year for anything, for all our cars. <laughs> but um we went into this without any guarantee on partnerships and so forth, race but race, and we just we've pieced these together. This is something we've done in the past. Yeah, you know we've went to racetracks, uh, we've 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 committed to seasons with unsponsored races, and we f- figure it out, right? We figure it out, and so we thought, all right, we're gonna. Josh has won the national title. This is it. This is now or never. I knew that if we didn't make this type of a commitment at some point, I was gonna regret it for the rest of my life. And this was a, this was that, that opportunity. Yep. This was it. And Joe Mattis, by the way, to, to go on what you just said, I was asking our vice president last night about it. And he said, we made the decision to bet on ourselves. Yeah. I love that. Right. True. Because Josh Berry, you've been you've been advocating for him for so long. Yeah. And it's like now we have this opportunity. Let's go ahead and make our bet. We didn't have the funding to yeah. at the time to to go to back that up. Right. So you're betting that Josh Berry will do what he we think he can do. Sure. And so, um, you know, we'll, we're going to get into it with Josh a little bit, but um, obviously there was a lot of great excitement. We had him here in the studio on the show when we, when we told him about his 
racing in the Xfinity Series. You remember? That's I, not how it happened. But go ahead. Well, I remember him sitting right next to this table doing some media, and I. Oh, broke that's the right. News you told him in in the, this room. You told him during that media. Yeah, yes. during that media yeah. after the after the fact, he right. was doing media for the uh, national championship. I'll never forget it was in right. this room. <laughs> right, right. That was it. For what show? Who knows? Yeah. But that was right. And um, anyhow, uh, yeah. So. He, you know, we, we've talked and talked and talked a lot about, you know, trying to not, not feel pressure, not, not, you know, just one of the, one of the things that, uh, one of the things that I always had a bad habit of doing is feeling all the pressure and letting that weigh me down and letting, you just cut, you take yourself right out of the game, right? Last year, I believe it was, or maybe it was the year before, I might have been coming into Phoenix. I can't remember when this was, but it uh, feels very recent. I saw an interview with Chase Elliott, and uh, they were like, "Hey, man, you know, you're 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 here. You are for an opportunity to win a championship. You know, how's the pressure?" And and my mind immediately went to, "Golly, I hate that performance pressure. Mm. I hate it. It was miserable." You got the way everybody in the world expecting you to go out there and get this done. You got your family, you got your crew, your team, your fans, and man, you're gonna you just don't want to let anybody down. You just don't want to let everybody down. And how are you gonna face them when you when you don't accomplish this goal, right? And Chase Elliott said, "Man, this is an amazing opportunity. Mm-hmm. I get to go for a championship this weekend. I can't believe it. This is gonna be a blast." <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. So there's a, there's two types of athletes I think in that in that sense right there's the kind like me that are gonna go <laughs> oh my god this is hard and I'm so I'm I'm nervous I'm gonna fail and this is miserable <laughs> and then there's the other so guy cool. right Chase that's like hell yeah, yeah. they embrace ben, it ben, yeah, let's do it. I'm I'm down for this yeah what a great chance right I can't believe I've got this chance to do this right and. uh and he embraced it, and I think he won that championship. I think that's the year. I think this happened last year, right, pre, right before the uh, race weekend got started. I remember the interview was right. I feel like the interview was right on the back stretch of Phoenix. Anyways, um, that really hit me, and I said, in that moment, it really helped me understand, like, a flaw of my own, right, that I had all my career. And, uh, anyways, when I was talking to Josh at the start of the year and I've tried to help him kind of maybe maybe ha- take that frame of mind sometimes in conversations over the last several weeks he's like man this is it mm. like if I don't do it this is it this is the end he thinks you know he's sitting there in moments at his house or or in at, at the track or whenever you know he's having these thoughts in his head like you know he's crashing he's going through the grass at Atlanta and he's having, you know, he's having a great run at Phoenix and gets spun out and, and, you know, (laughs) he flips the bird and he's all over the media, you know, he's all over social media because he's done something unperformance related. Right. And it just isn't going as smooth. And you were getting frustrated. You were getting frustrated yourself. And he's sitting there going, man, I'm a, this is how this is going to go. And then at the end of this, 14 whatever races it, it the door's going to close and that's going to be the end of this and then i'm going to have to turn around and go back to running a late model car and always wonder what if or what could have been and i'm like no 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 D- don't 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 yeah i'm trying like don't do what i would do right <laughs> yeah 
think like look at this like man it's here what i've wanted is right here in front of me yeah and yeah maybe last week didn't go the way i wanted it but i get to go again right right and i get seize to go it. back seize it go yeah. after it. yeah i get to try it next week mm-hmm. man i can't wait you know and start like try to look at this as like the gift under the tree that you've wanted all year long and it's finally christmas morning right and uh keep that sort of attitude throughout this process and be thankful that it happened you know what I mean? When dad passed away, the like when you lose somebody, a lot of times we, you know, we mourn and we get sad and we get upset. And a lot of that is some some of that is some being is some selfishness because we want them, right? We want sure. that person here. We want them in our lives. We we want what they provide to us, whether it's happiness and companionship and all those things. Uh but a great a reaction to losing somebody that I think helps you sort of process the, the loss is to appreciate the fact that you've got to be with them, right? Mm. That they happened, that you happened, that this happened, right? And be thankful, like, golly, I got to be with them for a moment, at least, you know, you know, and be thankful for what time that you spent with them, right? And so it's that same sort of mentality. And I, you know, this really, like, this is how much it matters. I know I'm, I know I'm blowing this up into something really, really huge, but that's really how much it matters to Josh. And I feel it. I can, I totally relate, right, to, to how he, what he's going through in this moment. You know, this guy, he's like every other, like, you know, every other driver out there that's wanted this chance, right? Yeah. And now he's in the throes of it. And he's uh, it's 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 been up and down 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 and up and down, and uh, and and he has no guarantee no he has no idea whether this is going to pan out or whether it's going to develop into more stuff, more racing or if it's going to be a seat at the table just momentarily, you know that he's always wanted to sit at. Nobody knows that. Nobody knows that. Oh, I mean, we all want to know. I know, uh, and that's that's tough. That's frustrating. And, and people that just assume that you you have so much control over that situation because you're a team owner. How do you address that? Because they're like, Dale, just put him in a car. That, I know. I see that. I've seen that for years on on social media. Yeah. Um, such a great part of social media is being able to get fan reaction right at your right right at your fingertips, and. Yeah, every any any time a driver like goes out there in the truck or Xfinity car, you know, maybe like Brett Moffat, he's you know, I've been a huge you know fan of his uh, way back when he showed out in in Michael's car at Atlanta that day when he filled in for Brick Vickers. Any time anybody goes out there and does something good, but doesn't really have the the connections or the funding or the means to to advance their career themselves. Yeah, you hear it. You know, like, hey, put him in one of your cars. Sure. You got cars. And I try and try to – you can't just flat out open your books and say, hey, man, this is how we run our business and this is why this isn't possible. Right. But, I, I mean, you got to – you try to tell people, like, look, man, this – I don't – people will say, hey, man, can you sponsor me? Right. Like, I'm not a sponsor, right? I'm an owner. I need a sponsor just like you need a sponsor. And – we all have the same problem, right? We have to have those. We have to find those partners and those those commitments from from businesses that want to advertise what they do and their service. And so, um, it's just not, you know, it's yeah. just not easy. Every time we've had Josh Berry on the show, that's always the, yeah. the natural reaction from people is like, "Hey, if you want him so bad, put just him in a car." Do it. 
And, right. the, you know, it's like we don't need to go into the what I would assume is just kind of common sense thing is that the financial implications are one. The business models, too. The other, we've, we've got promises to people that are in seats right now. You can't just move them out. That, what would that be? Uh, and, and so, yeah, the, of course we would love just throw Josh in a car. That would be awesome, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it's fun. But, you know, getting it paid for is also a big chunk of the, uh, of the equation, and that's off, uh, oftentimes the most difficult, right? You got to pay for it, yeah. and in this case, these twelve races, like Matt has said, was it, we we bet on ourselves, and and you thought this is Josh's window. Picture this: it's blazing hot outside, and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. I want to ask you this question, because... You threw a lot of people by surprise when you said you just broke down and cried. And I was going to ask why that is. I think you've been explaining it, honestly. Was just you, a surprise. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> you've been explaining it, all this stuff that you've been saying about Josh, but do you sense that there was a, a, an element of vindication for you because you've been such a Josh Berry advocate? Do you think there was any of that? No. Um, no. I mean, I'm sure there's some of that. I, I'm sure I feel some of that personally, but... It's, you know, th this is, you know, we've, uh, God, I don't know where that emotion comes from because, you know, I'm standing there in my, in, in, in the house watching the race with Amy and Isla and everybody there. And I think that emotion comes from wanting Josh to get there, wanting Josh, wanting Josh to show people what he could do. Why is that? What, why is, why did Josh all of us, why did Josh get that? that out of you as far as you you've had a lot of people that drove for you what did josh do to earn you your your um desire for him to succeed so much that it would drive you to an emotional reaction such as that i think that ah uh, yeah i don't know man i you know i miss i miss driving really really bad and uh part of that emotion you know part of the emotion is is that i miss i don't know man i don't really the, the that emotion that moment was happy for josh think you know knowing everything that we've put into it for a decade knowing how he's you know looked up that ladder at all those other people that are going by him into the truck series and the xfinity series and him wondering like when's this gonna be me that's that's will it, it ever be me yes Missing racing, missing my dad, any other little tiny tinge of emotion, anything that would give you any emotion going on in your life, yeah, your kids, uh, whatever, all that just come pop, pop, you know, flying out all sure. at once, right? 
you know how it is. Like when you, if one little thing that happens to you in the day makes you emotional, all the other emotions you're suppressing sort of come out with it, right? I got you. And so I think that was part of that. Um, I've been missing racing pretty bad uh, recently um, and don't know how to, uh, it's gotten worse as the, as I've been, as I've moved away from the day I retired, getting further away from it, it's not gotten easier. It's gotten harder mm. uh, to. It's gotten harder to come to terms with the fact that that that's it. You know, that's the end. That I'm, I'm, my career's over. You know, I miss being a regular. I miss going to the track and being in that fraternity. And now, you know, there's a lot of things about it that I didn't enjoy that I've forgotten. Does that make sense? Yeah, I could think of some right right yeah. now. Like yeah. you would, you'll, you know, you'll you'll have that relationship. You know, you're young in your teens or twenties or whatever, and you got this relationship that you think is great, and then 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 you see the flaws in it, and you you decide that it's not for you, and you you move mm-hmm. on, and then six months later, a year later, or whatever, you see that person, and you think, oh man, I like that relationship. I want to get back in it, and you do. Right, you both make that choice to be back together, and then I mean, in a week, you're like, "Oh no, I I forgot about all the things that I didn't like about <laughs> oh, this." Oh yeah, yeah. Right, so I know that right. that's there that I just don't realize. Like, man, you made the choice and you made it for a reason, and it's made, and you you're, you 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 got to figure you got to come to terms with it. But it, but that's okay. You can still say that you miss <laughs> racing. I do. You miss racing. This is a profound development I, right here. It's not profound. It is. No. I, I'm telling you, I haven't heard this. I miss. So it. you miss it, and that's yeah. okay. So are you saying that Josh's success is sort of helping you process this? I mean, like, how are you tying this back to Josh? I don't know. I'm just saying that you're just saying all the emotion, all you, the emotions I'm suppressing, and it came released out at once. I got you. And uh, I got you. So uh, yeah, um, it was. I have wanted to. I feel like too. You know, there is something too. There's some guilt with not being able to provide Josh with better opportunities, right? Mm. There's some. There's. I feel like that. I have. I always go back in my mind and go, man, did we miss this? What we're doing today with Josh? What we're doing with this little package of half a season? Is this? Was this? An, was this there? Was this opportunity there before that we just didn't figure it out? Mm. Did we not try hard enough to make this happen? Did we miss something? Did we miss a chance to put him in a car more often? Or, or, and so I feel, I feel so much responsibility, right, to help him, you know get where he wants to go and he's looking around going man this what's the missing piece right mm. you got i look at this shop and you got uh, working everything's working well you got all the employees and all these cars everywhere right i can look out there now there's just cars <laughs> all colors right there's white and gray and red and, and and orange and there's people and there's stuff and there's why are we racing why can't i race why can't why all right i feel this responsibility when he walks in here and looks around i'm like yeah, I know it looks like we could just load up and go, but it's not that easy. And I feel like um, – And for the record, that's all self-inflicted. Josh has never no, once not, done anything no, to make you feel that he doesn't put that pressure on me. <laughs> right. For sure. Josh but, has never asked the question, dude, you know, what's, what's know. up with all the race cars? Yeah. <laughs> right. I, you know, you feel that pressure. I, you know, you feel people – just like the people ask on social media, like, wait, wait, why, why is this so hard, right? Sure. I know why this is. Yeah. It's, it, you said it. 
There has never been anybody, and I, I can't think of anybody in any sport that's been more of a team player that you want to succeed and you want to repay the favor. He has mentored people that are racing in cup today. Yeah. And be, to process that and never once complained. So, yeah, this will, I'll tell you this about Josh that really impressed me. He runs his late model. Pro, he runs the late model program, right? And he has his car, and then there's a there's a couple other cars available to the program. They we bring in a young driver, and they're and Josh tutors them, and analyzes them, assesses them, right? And go he goes they go through this whole season, and he's like, you know, he'll come back to me and LW and be like, this is what I think of that driver, mm. right? And let's take Sam Mayer for example. They worked together uh, in the late model program. And then when Sam moved on, I thought, you know, we'd get the next guy in and plug him in, right? And we did. We got another driver, and uh, Josh went to work with him. And one weekend, I said, hey, man, uh, what you got going on this weekend? Where are you racing? He goes, well, I'm going to go help Sam. I'm like, what? what do you mean? He's like, Sam's running a K&N car at such and such track, and I'm going to just go up there. And I'm like, man. You know that yeah, unbelievable. he would continue to support somebody's career, even though they've moved on yeah. to something different. And um, William Byron, you know, great example. Gonna, you know, William's texting me, going, "Man, that's awesome! I'm so happy for Josh." Well, Josh and William worked together in the late mile program, and Josh, you know, helped William with a lot as as he was coming through that before he went on and and raced in the truck series for Kyle, and so. You know, they Josh has not only I think helped these young drivers, but they they thought enough of that experience to maintain that connection, respect, and communication where they still think of Josh as somebody that they respect and love. You know, and uh, so I think that says a lot. You know, when you work with somebody and y'all split up, and one goes one way and one goes the other, and if you maintain that relationship, that's because there's some respect there and appreciation for each other, and you know, those guys don't have to maintain that that level of respect for Josh now mm. that they've gone on to bigger things. Um, so that says a lot about his character. Um, but he's he's a special guy, man. I'm telling you. Uh, it's been fun. We really – this is really something that started from nothing. It mm. came from nothing. And uh, and it's been it's been awesome. I'm so glad that he's remained committed to it all these years so that we can – experience days like we did this past Sunday and I'm so glad that we never gave up on that idea that's the thing like you it would have been so easy for him to say you know what I've been running late running late models is a great time he has a lot of fun and he knows how he's got to appreciate that opportunity he's got great cars it's a good little program but he's been doing it for a decade yes you know what I mean he's been going to these tracks week in and week out grinding away and and I'm sure at some at some points he's got to feel some desperation or some exhaustion of just man I'm, is this who is this my life is right? this who I am is this who right. I am and so I'm glad that he has the forward, the mental fortitude he's never let off the pedal mm-hmm. as far as his work ethic and and preparation and just continuing to have a plan year in and year out and go out and try to achieve it he's never let off the gas and it's brought him to where he is right now with a real opportunity to go out and win even more Xfinity races this year. So uh, I think if 
at any point in the last three or four years, if if the passion and, and energy had waned a little bit, this wouldn't be happening. No way. Yep. So yep. It's, uh, it's a pretty cool deal. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or the property. It's the location and neighborhood, Dalton. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when we say in-depth, we're talking deep in-depth. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings and student to teacher ratio they even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent so when it comes to finding a home not just a house a home this is everything you need to know all in one place homes.com we've done your homework is he here he's right here Uh, you know what i am looking forward to this conversation (laughs) because uh the the winner is coming into the studio all we do is win big. Win Winning bigger and better. It all comes together when I'm balling. Hear my name calling. Stay focused. They notice you're very flinch in the cinch. And since you want to be a champion, fight the battle every inch of the game. Thank you guys for believing in me. There he is, the man. Josh Berry. He's beaming. He is still, still beaming. <laughs> Threading the needle from media event to media event. From interview to interview, he has made time to come to the podcast. I'm a busy man. You are. <laughs> Isn't it nice to say that? <laughs> yeah. I, he was on Motor Mouse last night. I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, he's, got, he's probably thinking that it'd be nice if I wouldn't pop up in the middle of everything he's trying to do. Over the last <laughs> over the last couple of days, did you hear my answer to your question? I didn't. What was the best meal? So let me let me set it all up. Yeah. So I'm you know I, Jeff Mickey works for NBC's kind of a kind of a, a boss for me, one of my bosses, and uh, we're emailing about other things at work, and he's like, "Hey man, uh, Josh is on Motor Mouse." I'm like, "Thanks, that's awesome. Appreciate you guys putting him on there." Oh yeah, could you call in? I'm like, "Sure, I'll call in. Send me the information." So he sends me the information, and I called in. And they put me on the line. Actually, I was sitting there, and I, I they told me they like call in at six fifteen sharp or something like that, mm-hmm. whatever the time was. And I, so, I'd ran, I'd done something. I'd went to do something, and uh, with with one of my girls, I, it wasn't putting them in bed. That's too early. But I was doing something upstairs with uh, Isla. Got back down, and it was six thirty. I was like, oh no, I've, I messed up. Dale Jr. was late. I am shocker, dude. I can't. I can't remember. I'm never good at that. And my phone, I can't figure out how to get my phone to start making noises when it needs me to do something. So, uh, I'm getting, you know, I used to be on top of technology. Yes, you were. On top of it. And now I am the worst. We're having to explain to him what alerts do on the phone. (laughs) What the hell? Who am I? So, anyhow, um, I'm thinking, I missed it. I missed the Mm -hmm. window. And I called anyways. And they're like, oh, we had some technical difficulty and didn't get him on until late. And so they patch me in, and I said, uh, they're, they're like, hey, we got a surprise caller, taking some calls from fans. Here's one. And I said, hey, big fan, longtime fan, what was your favorite meal when you were living with Mom and Willie? <laughs> and I didn't hear his answer because they didn't have me. I could only hear the hosts. Oh, what was your answer? Crab legs. 
What? She, yeah, she would make like crab legs on a Wednesday night or Heck something. Yeah. yeah, just she'd cook them in the oven. That's good. Yeah. Good we stuff. used to get crab legs from uh, Wild Bill. Wild Bill. That's yes. right. Oh, man. That's he right. would send us a box. These things are massive. But she was getting hers from the grocery store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was before Wild Bill. <laughs> so uh, you, uh, you got your question in from Dallas. So how's this week been so far? Uh, man, that's... Um, it's been hard to process, really. I mean, it's such a big deal. I mean, winning these races are, you know, I mean, I knew how big of a deal winning these races were, but I mean, this was this one was pretty big. How about all the media? It's been fun. Yeah. I really, I'm, I have, I'm pretty busy today. Uh, really, haven't had a whole lot yet, other than just okay. A couple di- different so today's things, kind of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Motor Mouse, good time last night. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are some good guys on there. They are. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's go back, man. Let's uh, let's talk. We've had you on the show several times. I did not listen to any of that stuff beforehand so i don't know what we've covered uh and what we haven't but you know we to to sort of to people that haven't heard your story we raced on i racing and you were good and i was okay <laughs> and uh you're still really good by the way i was racing in a super late mile race with somebody the other day and they're like man i race with josh sometimes and i'm like yeah he's like he's fast i'm like yeah he's pretty fast so uh, <laughs> you got a you got a great reputation uh and you've kind of become there's like a handful of drivers real world drivers that are on the on the service and were probably um more sim racers at one point than they were professional race car drivers right mm-hmm. like jesky and a few other guys william byron you're you're you've turned into one of those guys you're mm-hmm. instantly now more recognizable to a lot of the people in the service and they're gonna know that man he he was discovered on iRacing. you really were mm-hmm. uh, there's it's not overstating that yep. and so we're racing together, and uh, you were like, we struck up a conversation, friendship, communicated over over several weeks, me, you, and a whole circle of other people. Um, that's the great thing about iRacing is the community. And um, you sent me some videos. We were just BSing after some mm-hmm. racing one night, and you sent me some videos of you racing at Nashville in a Legends car. You run mm-hmm. the court, little quarter mile. Yep. And you're like, yeah, man, I won, won a handful of races, track championship, just me and my dad. Tell me a bit about your parents. Tell me about your dad. Tell me about your mother. Uh, yeah. Set that up because that's that's kind of a... <clears throat> so um, I actually lost my mom when I was 13 years old unexpectedly. So it was really just my dad and uh, me and How my dad together. Uh, she had a heart attack in her sleep, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so really it was just me and my dad and we just kind of raced. That's kind of what we did. You know, we, yep. didn't, we didn't really do anything else. I... My dad owned a restaurant, um, like a local, like meat and three type deal. And, uh, yeah, I remember going What's there. What's a meat and three? I don't know. What? Like a meat, like meat and three vegetables kind of deal. That's oh. what they call it. Yeah. Like a, I never heard of it. Yeah. It's, there's not a lot of them around here. I, mm-hmm. cause I never really, I don't know, um, haven't really been to one here yet, but anyway, so yeah, he did that and we raced go-karts and stuff and we did that, you know, when she was still alive and then she passed away, that kind of put a pretty big, you know, mm. financial burden on How us. How was that like, you know, I mean, I've. How were, how were, what did you and your dad do? What was that next year like in y'all's lives? Did y'all, were y'all like listless? Like when, when something like that happens to somebody and you lose, you know, somebody such a key figure in the family, where did you guys sort of like tie together and say, look, man, we're going to figure this out. We're going to get through this together. Was there like a a year of, you know, like wondering like what's going to happen? How did your dad react? I mean, because you guys, y'all had to have some sort of conversation, right? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was hard. I mean, you know that. I mean, it's hard. Uh, like, I think that racing was kind of what kept us together. Clo- you know, it kept us closer. Um, 
you know, it was, uh, it's tough. Like you don't really know what's next. You know, right. you don't really, you like you, it makes you think, look at things a lot differently. And, uh, you know, I think it, um, I don't know, it changed my life. And, you know, when you get in these moments, you know, you kind of, you see this happen all the time. I think you can, you know, some people, you, you can either, you can go about it two ways. You know, you can accept it and move on and try to become a better person from it and try to learn and appreciate things more. Or, you know, you see a lot of people that kind of go, you know, yeah. crazy you know right. kind of use it as like an excuse and uh you know for me uh it was um man it seems like so long ago but it was so it was so tough and um like i said really the racing part of it really kept us together yeah. you know i think it did and we you know had to grow up pretty quick right mm. so that's that's another thing that i think um it had an it had an effect on you i think uh, at at that age and that did help you mature to allow you to do some of the things that we're going to talk about in a minute, but you're racing at Nashville fairgrounds. You're winning races. You send me these videos. You know, when I watched the videos, the first, the one thing that I paid attention to was how you drove, how you drove your entry and how you rolled the center and how you exited the corner. And I was like, cause you had in car footage. Yeah. And I was like, man, this guy knows what he's doing. Like you're, you know, you can tell when people drive shallow on entry and don't know they're doing it. And they just win because they just have a superior car and it just sort of masks some of the problems or issues they have with their ability, right? And I'm watching the, you know, some of the things you're doing in the corner and and thinking, man, you know, kind of knows what he's doing. I've always, even especially back then, I've always had this idea that, man, if you can, if you know how to put a corner together, I don't care if it's in a real car or on a simulator, it's the same theory. It's the same you're doing this. You're moving the same pieces around on the table, right? If you drive shallow, it's going to not turn in the middle. It's going to hurt mm-hmm. the exit. All those little things, right? You can see that in a simulator, uh, just as you do at the manufacturer simulator, mm-hmm. right? Y'all compare lines and yep. throttle and steering and all those things, right? And it's I always felt like you know, man, if you're probably you know your your eye racing is making your legends racing better, and your legends racing is making your eye racing better, and all that stuff works together. So I thought you'd be a great test subject, for lack of a better term, to prove to people, because back, it's still a bit of a upward battle trying to prove to people that iRacing can be mm-hmm. used as a legitimate <laughs> tool. Yeah. <laughs> and that it's more than just a video game, right? <laughs> but this would be a great way to prove to people, like, man, this stuff really can be helpful, and, and I think you can, sh- you, can, you can see talent, right, in, in, in guys that are racing on a simulator. So... Anyway, so you notice this in his in his in car camera? Yeah, in, yeah. Anytime in, in, you watch somebody's in car camera, you're at, if you're a driver and you watch any in car camera footage ever at any point, you're absolutely yeah. analyzing and critiquing the what they're doing. Right? Is, is that why you had the camera to begin with? I'm just a, uh, I don't know. Probably I was like 18 or something. I probably just thought it was cool too. Yeah. But right. Um. Yeah. Like that was uh, that that point in my life that was um. That was a lot of fun, really, racing back then. Because, cause like, I see um, ever since I moved here and I've been to, you know, some of the, like, the summer shootout and some things like that, it's kind of wild, you know. But really, like, the group that we had racing there was, like, we were all pretty similar age, pretty similar equipment. You know, it wasn't like, you know, we had these huge, uh, huge budgets or all this, you know, these people with, you know, 12 legend cars and stuff like you see nowadays, especially out here. But so it was kind of like a 
pretty knit group and we always just rate you know we raced really hard and none of us really liked each other we just you know <laughs> i mean it was, it was what it was i yeah. mean they probably i'm sure some of them guys still don't like me to this day but uh you know you um it was always really close and like they would you would qualify and then you do an invert and like you get the pole and then you got to go back to six and it would be so hard to win or something just because everyone was so close and it was so much fun i learned a lot about myself in that because you know really the the fact of the matter was is my dad um kind of I got to the point where you know he would help me but really it was kind of my decision making on what we did and working on it and maintenance in it and cleaning it and it really you know he helped some but really it kind of turned it over to me to you know if I was going to race like it was up to me and you know at this point that Dale's discussing about us talking and, and sharing you know sharing you know the videos and all that stuff talking like I was at a real interesting point in my life because I mean I was 18 I just graduated high school I was racing we really I mean, we really didn't have the money to keep going. Um, we were relying on uh, some sponsorships, some you know, some people that helped us out locally. And really, I was at an interesting point where I worked at a bank. Actually, as a teller, I think we've talked about that before. But um, like, we didn't. I guess I should say I didn't know. You know, with everything that the our financial situation and and my mother passing away, I was not sure that I, you know, continuing to race like that and spit putting all this time and money was the right thing for my future. You know, I didn't want to be, you know, I always said, oh, well, you know, should I go to college? Should I, you know, try working and then maybe go back racing at a later time? You know, so we was really kind of at that point. And, uh, you know, that's where he came in. And, yeah. you know, it just, I remember it all like yesterday and I remember going to testing and everything and, mm -hmm. and like, I mean, it went well, like surprisingly yeah. well. I mean, even not, you know, I think, um, and even, I mean, my first race, late model race, was at Motor Mile Speedway, and there was like 32 cars or something. I was like, "Holy <laughs> cow!" Like, yeah, I mean, it was it was amazing. So we ran, uh, you know, we ran a couple races, and and the rest is history. You've got 75 feature wins, something like that. Was that set? You added a couple more this mm -hmm. year already. One of the things that I'll tell people about you is, I, you know, we brought you here. That was you were mature enough at a young age to move away from Nashville. Leave your dad, leave your job, leave all the things that are comfortable. You moved in with my mom and Willie, who you had no clue who they were, <laughs> right? Um, you lived with them for a little while till you got your feet underneath you. And you even worked in this shop for a while, uh, cleaning parts, tearing cars down, things like that. You've done anything and everything we've ever asked you to do. A lot of times you bring guys in and you say, all right, you're going to drive this late model car. And yeah, they learn a little bit about what a part is and what a, you know, they learn the tools, what a 916th is and get me this Allen wrench and they can do it. They can change a gear maybe, set the toe and they start learning little things as they go. But never do they ever, rarely do they ever turn into the type of mechanic and manager of a, of a, of a, of a whole program. Mm. where they can really just kind of take it over. Because when, when he came in, uh, Willie was part of part manager. Then it was LW running the program. And we had, we, you know, we, we had to provide Josh with, you know, some knowledgeable people. And he still has some great guys working in that program, without a doubt, that he will credit yes. to the success and performance of that car that absolutely have a direct uh, effect on the, the way the car runs. But Josh is now... Turned into a guy that can do anything and everything on that car. Knows everything about everything, every part on it. Knows where it came from, how much it cost, uh, what the program spends, where they're what they're what they're going to do as far as their budget, where they can race, and what they can and can't do. And he, you know, he's a mentor for these younger drivers that have come through the program. He's responsible for them. We're like, hey, <laughs> you know, you, here's your guy this year. Here's your new driver. 
You're, you, I was telling Mike before you came in here, I said, you, you, you assess them, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the year, you, you're sort of the guy that goes, you know, I think this guy has this much ability, right? Yeah. And so uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. And I was telling Mike also that we're lucky that you've stuck with the plan and you stayed on the gas, right? You've, had, you've done this for 10 years, going to, the late model program, going to the late model tracks and racing week in and week out. A lot of fun. Anybody would love to do it, but a, a decade of it, it, just, it takes a ton of effort. Yeah. How do you sustain that motivation, right? Because if you let off the gas a little bit, you don't get to do what you're doing this year in this Xfinity car. Yeah. You know, if you lose that passion, lose that energy, all this doesn't happen. So, and you could have, you could have just said, ah, I'm, I'm burnt out. Yeah. How did you not get burned out? I think just, just the, the amount of just hands-on that I've been with, with the program. And even here, I think, I mean, that's a pretty cool story. Just the fact, if you think back that, that I worked here, I mean, I watched the cars, I cleaned the parts, I learned, and you know, there's just been so many key people that I can think of, like over the course of this time, that's just kind of molded me and probably had more of an effect on me than they even realize. You know, Gordon Gibbs, he was here for a long time. He was a shop foreman. He, he passed away a few years ago, but he, w- he was tough on me and pushed me. And then uh, Tony Barkley, he's still here in the suspension room. I mean, he taught me a ton about race, just just how to prepare a race car, how to how to go about it, like how to think, you know, how to stay organized. I mean, a lot of he, – he, I mean, he really dramatically helped me. And then, you know, with our late model program, you know, we've had all these guys, but, you know, Brian Schaefer, he's been around forever. I mean, he was uh, – he was a crew chief for a bush car one at Hickory with Dick Trickle. And, uh, I mean, he's really been like a second father to me. He's, uh, taught me so much about race and gave me so much confidence in myself. And so I guess to answer your question, I think, you know, over all these years I was get I was knew I was getting something out of it. You know, I wasn't just, you know, for the longest time, you know, I was just kind of learning how to race and how to drive. And then when we started winning all the time, well then, um, learning how to work on the car better. I'm learning how to crew chief the car. I mean, I'm more or less crew chiefing it myself when I race. I mean, I'm not knocking anybody, but that's just what it's become. That's how our program operates. You know, I set up the car, I take it to the racetrack. It's ultimately my responsibility. So I've learned all these things and, you know, there's been all these people that have helped me along the way. And really, I I think I took a, over the last couple of years, I've just learned so much more. Um, I know I've probably mentioned it before, but I've pretty close friends with Marty Lindley. He's a, now he's a truck crew, truck crew chief for Kyle Bush and they've already won. Well, he won with Kyle and Martin already. And he's pushed me. He's like, you, he, I mean, he tells me, I talk to him almost every day and he's like, you can be a crew chief at this level. You are smart enough to do it. You can do it, you know? And it's just so funny how dramatically things have changed in six months. You know, when I sat here last time, we had just won the national championship. I'm like, man, that's a huge deal. I left here, I came here, left here thinking like, I'm going to be a career short track racer that's going to be, you know, a, a very good one. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I've done a lot of great things. You know, I wasn't going to quit racing or nothing, but, you know, at this point, you know, I've accomplished a lot of things and that was a huge deal. And we were coming off this amazing season and, you know, two days later, boom, you, you hit me with this 12 race opportunity. Right. And, and just my mind right then goes from like, you know, I'm thinking I only literally two days before that I'm thinking, you know, that's amazing. We're going to go keep racing late models until, you know, to be honest, whether if I decide that I need, I'm ready to do something else, or if I, if I need to do something else for my family to make a living, or if I want to, you know, cause I've had those conversations that at the same time, you see these drivers that are, 
you know, like a Rodney Childers or a Matt McCall or a Richard Boswell, these people that are great crew chiefs now, you know, they had to make the decision, well, I don't want to stay racing too long and not give myself enough time to, to go up the ladder, yeah. you know? So, I mean, those are things I think about all the time, but at the end of the day, I knew the whole, I mean, as good as we were running and how much fun it was, I mean, it was hard to step away from, you know, and I, and I wasn't prepared to do that by any means, but, you know, then this opportunity comes about, you know, I spend the whole, um, I'm thankful that I got, that it was early enough that I got to spend a lot of time over the winter thinking about it and preparing myself for it and working for it. And I went into this and I know that when we first sat down before Daytona, I remember you, how nervous you were about me not having practice. And I was like, oh man, it'll be all right. Well, let me tell you, it's hard. It's a lot harder than I expected. (laughs) When I'm, I'm telling you, when I roll out on this mile and a half track that I've never even seen before and I'm dropping the green flag and I'm starting like eighth and these guys, man, they're like sharks when they get around me, you know? So uh, you got to go down the straightaway and go, I don't know where to lift. <laughs> really not a clue. I'm so, just going to follow this guy. <laughs> so even this whole, this opportunity, man, like I think beforehand I was like, man, I'm a way better race car driver than it was before. I'm, I'm way smart about race cars. I'm going to be great. And then, you know, Daytona, we wrecked Daytona, you know, have a, didn't, didn't have a great run really at Homestead, you know, had a good finish at Bay, like four or five weeks and i mean we saw the last couple of weeks they've been well documented i've, I've been a <laughs> i didn't know highlight reel um <laughs> and i was down man i was after that after that i was down i think a lot of people knew it and you know honestly i said i told my wife i said you know we're gonna go get the late model car we're gonna go race it a couple weeks we're gonna go it don't matter you know it wasn't like i had to go win to think that sure. i knew how to drive but i i just needed like a reset i mean because it kept me busy I mean, I worked on it all week, take it racing, come home, clean it, you know, take it racing again. And I don't know if that had something to do with me going into this weekend, but Settling it definitely didn't hurt. a little bit. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to unpack your five, your first five races before Martinsville, but you said something that I have to ask you about. Last year, October, you said that you said to yourself, I'm just going to be a career short track racer. Did you say that? In convincing yourself that you've got to be okay with that? Were you discouraged by that realization? Not necessarily. Um, you know, I just think I'd kind of thought that that's what I was meant to do. You know, I didn't really necessarily think, um, I guess I just, you know, I don't know. And then even even when we sat here and talked and, and the things Dad, Dale said to me that day <clears throat> about me being – you know, the fact that I was 30 and I was still young and he just looking at me and how, how he almost left me speechless. I remember I texted you that night and told you how much it meant to me, the things you said. you talking about on the show? Yes, yeah. So, so yeah, October 20th of last year, you were on the show. I remember we had Steve O'Donnell actually mm-hmm. was on a video message congratulating you. You just won the Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series National Championship. Big deal. Dale Jr.'s talking about how it's like the highlight of this company's, yeah. you know, like, like, it, like it's the greatest thing we've ever done. And, and he meant it. I really think I, I, I took that away too. Yeah. And at that point you were like, this is literally going to be the top of the mountain for me. Well, I mean, a way, even that's what you said. You're like, man, no matter what we do from here, you know, this is going to be the, the best thing and all this. So, mm. and, and I'm not saying that I didn't think I was ever going to get an opportunity. I mean, you never know, especially in these times with everything going on. I, I didn't, you know, I hadn't necessarily given up. But I think I had accepted that that maybe that's what I was going to be, and you know, like I mean, then then I get this opportunity, and then and then Sunday happens, and I mean, you have this next moment that I mean, I don't know where you where you, where you would where rank, rank that, that versus yeah. the national championship, Ooh, but I mean, that's hey. I mean, that was a that was a big moment. The national so. championship didn't make him cry. This one no. did. Yeah, I mean, for real, this was big. Yeah, that I would think that um, you know you 
you talked about being down. You talked about kind of being frustrated. I was talking to Mike about the to- the two sort of mindsets that I see a lot of people, myself included, have. Where you, I, I, if you push me into the playoffs or a must-win situation or a championship situation, I don't crumble. It's not like I'm already defeated before it's happened, but I look at that uh, hurdle or object. I look at that as a hurdle. I look at that as a challenge or, or a heel to climb, right? Man, this is going to be hard. What? And, oh, there's so many people that are going to be disappointed <laughs> if this doesn't happen. And I feel the weight of the, the team and the expectations of everyone, right? The fan base or anything, right? My own expectations, right? My own dreams and wishes of being in this position. And it's a miserable emotion. And I can't, I can't, that's who I am, right? It's ingrained, it's my, my wiring. Chase Elliott, going into his championship opportunity, I believe last year, was asked basically to sum up the same emotion. And he said, what a great opportunity. I can't believe I'm here to get this chance. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a blast going for this. You know, a totally different <laughs> way of looking at it. Like he was yeah. looking, it's all downhill from here, right? Yeah. <laughs> You know, and and so I was trying to, I was, I think I've tried to tell you over this course of this, as you've gotten beat up by the the results and and the disappointment. You know, you're running third at Phoenix. I get it. You're sitting there. I knew exactly what you were thinking when you got in that position. Like, this is the day it's going to end well. Yeah, I'm in this position. I, I'm better. I'm better than third. Mm-hmm. This is this is going to be great. And then. A series of events happen, and you're in the wall in turn yeah. four, and and all hit. You know, it just it was awful. Yeah. But I was trying to. I think I've tried to tell you, like, man, you know, we can. And you came to me, and you're like, I this. I just have this feeling and this emotion that this is it. Like after these races, this is going to be the end of this, and then I got to go back to doing what I'm doing, or I got to figure out how to. You know, once you you got a taste of what this is what this could be like mm-hmm. you've got to go back and accept what what the reality is right and that you might not ne- never run more races right and i was like oh no 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 that's not the don't do what i do yeah you know look at it like man my opportunity's here this even if it is just 12 races it's 12 races you never had mm-hmm. before right yeah. and i know that is so hard the competitor in you the the racer in you it's impossible almost to to look at it that way, but and Phoenix was la- uh, was race four of yeah. twelve. Like yeah. you have all these races left. I right. know, right, right, right. Not, not like oh, they're it's, dwindling away. Yeah, it's not over. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like look at it like I know, and and I guess I'm, where are you with that? And and it's maybe easier now with a victory under under your belt. You've accomplished one of the goals, the massive goals that you set out for yourself. But can you? Can you allow yourself to enjoy it, right? Yeah. And not because if you don't, you're going to wish you did. You're going to, you know, a year from now, two years from now, you're going to go, damn, why did I make, why was I so hard about that? Why didn't I, why didn't I really relish in that experience, right? Right. Um, even if you do get an Xfinity ride and you do get to keep going, you're never going to have this type of situation with Taylor and that team. Right where you are all fighting for that next opportunity. Right, you're mm-hmm. all they're doing it. Yeah, right. Taylor's doing it. Yep. Danny Jr. is a car Danny chief. G- all of them yep. are trying to get to the next race. Right. Yep. And uh, you know, so I I I wonder if you can enjoy it. Right. 
I know the win was easy to enjoy. Yeah. Success is easy. But can you yeah. go to the next race with a mentality of, man, what, a, what, a, what I'm so thankful. I know you're thankful. But can yeah. you go to that race and go, hell yeah, this is awesome. I mean, I think this is going to make it easier, definitely. Sure. But, you know, just like the last couple of weeks especially, man, it, it's so hard for me, even in these situations, to, you know, you get wrecked, right? And, well, things happen. You know, you, you hear it, but the type of driver that I am and type of racer that I am, like I'll look back on these things and no matter what happens, whether you, you like, if you just end up in the wall and you say, Oh, well I got wrecked, whatever, sure. then you're not learning from it. I mean, so I'm sitting there thinking back and I, and I overthink things all the time and I'm thinking like, man, I should have, you know, when that dude ran me up in, in the, out of the groove, I'm like, I should have just backed off. What was I doing? You in know, Phoenix. like I feel, you know, and then yeah. I go from angry at him, you know, frustrated and then you think on it and you're like man I could have been better in that situation or I mean obviously the deal Atlanta I mean the no-brainer was to go down pit road but the instinct of a racer is to try to continue you know I just I mean I never thought that was going to happen I mean I learned a valuable lesson with the grass deal whatever but yeah everybody's like oh what an idiot he should just went down pit road like (laughs) I mean I think um I think that's where I said that I was kind of down on myself because I just I was frustrated by those moments and I think that I and I talked to uh I know I talked to Taylor and tab both about it going into this week. And I was like, if something unravels in our race, just make sure you just pump the brakes on me. Like, don't, you know, cause sometimes those guys, they are like, all right, man, we got to go. We got to go. You know? And, and I think they make you kind of get fired up or whatever. And I think I just could have maybe done some, you know, better things to just bring the car home in one piece. And we still might've had a better, you know, a good finish. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's hard to get in these situations. And if you just, if you don't look at it that way, you're not getting any better. You know, you can't, you know, if you, if you're running in the back and you get wrecked or something, you gotta, and, and that all come from late model racing, you know, that's don't come from, from Brian being hard on me and LW being hard on me about and even and, him. Yeah, him. Oh, he's hard on me. Yeah, he is. Yes, you know? he is. <laughs> I mean, he, I, I, I've sensed it. Yeah. I mean, he is. I mean, he don't, he's not, but that makes you better. I mean, that's what you need. You know, that's what I need. I mean, it, it obviously worked, you know, I mean, it's, I'm obviously not, um, yeah, we've had some excitement, I guess you could say, but our speed's been there and we just needed to put it together. And I think, you know, like I said, I needed, uh, maybe a little bit of a reset and to take a deep breath, go and go into this and may, and say, we're going to Martinsville. This is a place I'm comfortable. You know, we can have a, go have a good day. And then we, we killed it. NASCAR history and heritage come alive at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Celebrate my fellow inductees Donnie Allison, Jimmy Johnson, and Chad Knauss with their class of 2024 artifacts enshrined in the Hall of Honor. Don't miss the Ford Performance Showcase. It's a new inside NASCAR exhibit that showcases the Ford Mustang's next-gen car through its design and innovation. The latest edition of Glory Road explores over 75 years of racing history, with its cool 33-degree banking and 19 cars on display on Mondays and Fridays, there's guided tours that take you behind the scenes with incredible stories and access to a NASCAR Hall of Fame insider. Or you can explore the hall at your own pace with the new mobile hub. It's a digital experience. Get behind the wheel of a realistic iRacing simulator. Or you can learn how fast-paced pit stops work with the Pit Crew Challenge. From the legends who shaped the sport to the new heroes earning a spot in the record books, the NASCAR Hall of Fame delivers an unforgettable experience. Book your visit to the hall today at nascarhall.com. Ty Gibbs, you took the lead, and uh, Ty Gibbs passed you back for the lead with 57 to go. Now, you have been really up front you know, most of the day, and your restarts were amazing. But when Ty passed you with 57 to go, 
What's in your mind right there? So we were a little bit freer that run, and I was I was definitely nervous about that. But like I knew that I was giving a little bit up on exit because I mean I could have just hammered down off the corner, but it was gonna get loose. So I said, you know, my biggest thing was like, you know, I thought he was really good at that point of the race. Don't get me wrong. And then and then it seemed like after a while, like he was better off the corner. But then he started building tighter, and I could see me inching back up on him, and I put a little pressure on him, and I could see he got a little tighter yet, and, and like my exit started getting even with his because, you know, my car tightened up a little bit. His got too tight, and I was underneath of him, and the caution come out, and I was like, like, oh, I was, no. I, that was you it. You were almost passing And yeah. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I said that when I got back to him, I was not going to waste any time. I was going to go, and we were going to, and that was it. Like, I got back to him and got to his bumper. I was going to. I was gonna You're push him out of the nice way. About it. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna push him out of the way and and try to win this race. I didn't want I I did not want to, you know, get home on Monday and be kicking myself oh. and saying, man, I should have just moved that guy because I oh, mean, yeah. in those situations, you gotta you gotta go. You got a free pass. Yeah. If, you, if you're going for your first win, you absolutely can use any any part of the chrome <laughs> bumper to make it happen. You got a free pass. Yeah. yeah. I don't care who you are driving first, <laughs> me or anyone else. Right. Um, did you've raced with Ty before? Y'all have ran together in a cars tour. Did that make things easier? I think not easier to beat him, but like sometimes you don't know how to drive guys, race guys. You're yeah. unfamiliar with how they're going to react to the way you race them. Yeah. Um, but but you and Ty have some respect. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, he's been, you know, he's young, and I remember him coming in and young. But you know, he's one of the guys that has always stood out to me. That has just always had a lot of respect for me. And, uh, mm. you know, I think he, he knew the situation, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, I think he, he probably wasn't, wasn't real happy that he, got, that he got moved out of the way. But I think he's, he, he knows that, you know, he knows who I am. And that's not what I'm just out there just being reckless doing sure. it. That, that it's situational and, and that was my day. Yeah. So um, were you – I couldn't watch the race. So I watched the whole thing, really. And then when it got to 20 to go, I had to walk outside because I was going to vomit. <laughs> And so for sure, for sure, I was literally going to throw up. We have been, me, we, me and you, we have been in these situations in the Cars Tour and all these late mile races, the late yellows. You'll be dominating a race, mm-hmm. just driving away, fastest car, easily, easily the winning car, and a late yellow, and, and you get run over. And I've seen it in the cup, we've seen it in these uh, cup racing and Xfinity races, and your races this year just have been berserk, yeah. right? And uh, I was sitting there thinking, man, I'm... I'm not going to allow myself to think about what winning this would feel like. I'm not going to even go there. And so I walked outside. Amy was working, and she's putting some uh, flowers in her pots. And uh, she's, I said, he's still leading with 20 to go. She goes, really? She starts putting everything down, going to go in there. I'm like, let's not go in there. Let's not go in there yet. And I said, let's just sit out here. And she's like, screw that. I'm going in there. Come on. I'm like, no, I can't. I was like, just tell me when they get close to, to five to go. And I'm peeking through this the window, I can't really tell what cars are on the screen, but I can just tell they're moving, right? They're not They're not <laughs> under caution, right? And I'm like, okay, no caution yet. Good, good. Hopefully he's still leading. And finally she's like, there's two to go. And I'm like, all right. I came running in there, and uh, y'all come off to turn four and took the white flag. Were you that as nervous as I was? Like, what are you going – what's going through your heart in that moment? So – yeah, I remember when I got the lead and we got about 25 to go, like Tab's count starting to count off the laps. He's like 25 to go, and then he's like 20 to go. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I feel like we run 100 laps right there. I'm like, yeah. there's still 20 to go, you know, and I'm just going, going, and I'm watching. And, like, I felt really 
I mean, you, the the bottom line is this: you never know how you're going to be in those moments mm-hmm. until you get into them. You know, I right. I was, um, you know, I dreamt about that day. You know, ever since I stepped foot in here, and and things have changed. You know, maybe when I first moved in, I was or moved here, it was, it was winning my first late model race or or running my first Xfinity race. Well, now we have all this opportunity. And I've accomplished all this thing. Now it's winning mm-hmm. winning my first Xfinity race. So, you know, I had um, you dream about those moments yeah. and. You never know how you will be until you till you get there. You, I mean, you're. you're well, there, how you know. are you? I was good. I was when good. When you caught, when you come off a four and you see the white, I was like, thank God, because the car store has this ridiculous rule: whether if you take the white, you can come. Like you can take the white flag. You could be from here to us apart from the start finish line. The caution comes out. They'll re rack them, and that's got me a couple times before. But yeah. when I saw the white, I'm like, yeah. Like Noah had closed in a little bit. But I was just trying to be a little overly patient with the lap cars. A couple of them had got kind of squirrely in front of me, so I was just making sure I kept myself out of a bad position, and I knew that, you know, I, I would have a good exit and be fine. But I was, I was good. Um, yeah, I surprised myself a little bit in that moment. You know, honestly, I was surprised that I didn't really cry. I yeah. guess, you know, I, I think you could see the emotion in my eyes that I was fighting it a little bit. But, you know, I, w- I was good. I was, yeah. I was. I was ready for the moment. You got out of the car and you did an interview, and then you looked over to the flag stand. And you said your dad was over there. Yep. Mm. Have you had a chance to see your dad? No, I haven't. No, I didn't get to. He um, he had to, he went went on back home, but there was a bunch of my dad was there, know, uh, my wife and my little girl was there. Really? Yeah. So she she wasn't going to go Friday night, but um, uh, we had a, out they came. the rained out kind of screwed up thing. We didn't have anybody to watch her, and the race was short, and we we're like, whatever, just bring her. So she was there. <laughs> My in laws were there. Did um, your wife of, get to come across into Victory Lane? Yeah, yeah. Ryan, uh, I don't know if, if that was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. We, should, we should talk about that or not? But yeah, yeah Ryan, Ryan, sweet <laughs> talked to security guard and got them and my little girl across. So we took a picture of Victory sure. Lane on the on the stage. But then there was all kinds of people. They were going crazy. Um, a lot of the guys from from our late mall team, you know, and even from the you know, past years, they were there. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh man, I can't even imagine. That was when that was the most. You know, you love to see true genuine thought coming out of somebody's mouth when they're when they're given a given an interview whether it's a, a sit down interview at this table or a, in victory lane and i know when you turned around to look at that you know you pointed them people to recognize them that was like the coolest most throwback thing yeah um you know like these are um so one of my favorite movies <laughs> is uh, last american hero and there's sort of a similar moment when Junior Jackson wins at Martinsville, the finale, he, he, he wins his first cup race, right? And he's proven everybody that he can do it. And he's, his buddies that have raced his late model car all the years are in are, – are, he's like, there's my guys, my yeah. buddies, right? And uh, people that kind of believed in him all his life. And so uh, it was really a, a cool throwback moment. I really appreciated that. But um, I tell you, man, it's uh, – how do you uh, – how do you prepare for? You got a weekend off, yeah, right. Um, you're not going to go race your late model. You got some plans, yeah, with your family. Um, I think it's important that you prioritize spending time with them in the middle of all this chaos. I do appreciate you running your late model car a little bit here and there because uh, that program's really strong. We certainly don't want to lose mm-hmm. any momentum that we have with that program, uh, no matter what you know the future is for it down the road. But um, it's hard to get your. It's hard to be good mm-hmm. in the late model program, and uh, we don't want <laughs> we don't want to not be good. But uh, I uh, 
I wonder where your head's at for Dega. We I remember sitting down with you going into Daytona. We watched uh, the race and talked about drafting and all the things, and you did as much as you could to prepare. Um, then you go and run Daytona. You did well, right? Yeah. And they complimented you on the broadcast about how smart you were and, and just being patient. So having that experience under your belt. Um, Talladega's pretty similar, a lot more room. Yeah. But uh, you can still find yourself in the same silliness uh, getting wrecked. But where's your – Yeah, I feel your... like um, – obviously, I'm glad that I have, you know, Daytona under my belt to get the experience there. I think I learned a lot. And, and uh, you know, really the last half of that race, we made some good moves, got up front, was in a good position. Um, you know, I, I w- would have done some things over, kind of like the same thing. Like I would have done some things differently at the end of that race if I, if I had to, I think. And, um, you know, well, Talladega – Will you watch that race over? Will you watch Daytona over? What will you do? Probably, yeah. yeah. And I'll probably watch Talladega, the Talladega race before. Um, and you never know. This year's been pretty wild, like we mentioned. But it seems like Talladega's usually a little calmer, maybe. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm sure there's it's been... A little more space. Yeah, you know, so it might not... Uh, probably have to try to stay up front a little bit better than what we were able to do. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just... Um, it's... Uh, you know, it's going to be tough going back there and doing that again. Like I said, it's another place I haven't been. And... Uh, the speedway racing itself is just, it's so new to me. It's so different, you know, but I, I, like I said, I feel like I learned a lot and, you know, maybe now, um, you know, at Daytona, I thought there was times that uh, some people, and I know you mentioned this, maybe kind of went the other way versus working with me, maybe now racing with me some and now being a winner, you know, maybe I'll get some, uh, yeah, I made a, I made a pretty, I kind of ended up uh, teamed up with Cendric there for a long time. I think he was kind of looking for somebody, and I just was kind of pushing him along almost too much. <laughs> but uh, but it was uh, push wherever you fun. need to push. Yeah, it. Yeah, I never believed in in manufacturer loyalty or you know, some teammate loyalty to a point, right? But man, you always got to be doing what's best for mm-hmm. you, and um, and sometimes you'll find the most unlikeliest friends out there, and 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 they'll they'll be there when you need one. I wish we were going to Talladega this weekend. I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm ready to get back to the track and see kind of where, where you're at. I, I feel like getting a win, you're going to be a completely different driver. Uh, you're, you, I don't know how to, what analogy would be best to, to explain that, but when you get a win, uh, you peel away this sort of layer that's a bit, you peel away a layer of anxiety and, and frustration that that is a bit of a it inhibits your performance or your your train of thought a little bit I think so that's gone uh, going forward and I feel like too like you said competitors will now look at you differently yeah I think um, I mean I think you're right I I, I think going forward it's things are going to be a little bit. I mean, obviously, like you said, that, you know, a little bit easier. I think, you know, just no different than talking about the, you know, the frustrations and doubt that I've had. I mean, that's – I mean, I, I'm a winner. I've done yes. it. I, I can do it. Um, it's probably going to make me feel more patient knowing that – I mean, look, we went to Martinsville, and I'm not saying that I was confident going into Martinsville, but, you know, I was definitely more comfortable going there, having having raced there and seen the place and experienced Martinsville many times. So it, it just makes me feel uh, – you know, a little bit more patient going forward, knowing that uh, I don't have to be necessarily so hard on myself because at the end of the day, I'm going to all these places for the first time. And I think that's that's going to be a good thing for me. I think, um, yeah, I'm going to go experience some, I mean, like I said, really the the remainder of the tracks. I think I, I ran one Xfinity uh, race in a, in a, you know, back marker ride at 
Darlington, so I've seen Darlington, but it's you know been so long ago and it was so different that it'll be different. But really, all the rest of them I'm gonna be going to for the first time again. So it um, it's definitely gonna you know make me feel better going forward. I think. Yeah, Darlington's terrifying without any practice laps, just to hit hit the track without nothing, man. Especially that first set of tires, it's gonna yeah. be like cheese grater out there. You got you got uh, Dover after Darlington, then you go Charlotte. Texas, Nashville. Yeah. Those are your, your the It'd rest. It's pretty of your awesome day. to to go back, go to Nashville and race in your hometown. Yeah, definitely. That'll be that'll be an exciting one for sure. And yeah. we get practice for there and Charlotte, so that'll be that'll yeah. be good. Absolutely. Well, man, um, you got a couple logos here on your shirt and your hat. Tire Pros. Tell us about that company. Yeah, they um, they've come on board. I think they had a big uh, big part in this opportunity. Just a huge network of of tire dealers, and they work with uh, American Tire Distributors. And uh, just a huge network of all these different companies, and they're all franchise-owned by, you know, individual people. There was, like, when we met, I don't know, what, 20, yeah. 20 of them yesterday, they were here. And uh, so that was exciting. I think they – I feel pretty confident that um, they have uh, enjoyed working with me mm-hmm. and enjoy working with, with JRM going forward, and hopefully we can turn that into uh, some, you know, more opportunities later down the road. Yeah, Tire Pros has come on board to support Josh in this effort this year. I think that uh, knowing NASCAR fans, they are extremely loyal to the brands that support their drivers. You are quickly gathering a fan base uh, over the last several weeks, and everybody learning your story has really latched onto it. And um, they're going to support anybody that supports you, right? So if you're uh, if you're looking for some tires, uh, Tire Pro is the place to go. Uh, and you want tell to surprise, him Josh Berry yeah. sent you. Yep. Tell him Josh Berry sent you. <laughs> so um, we look forward to seeing you. Uh, you know, at Talladega, I think I'm going to get make the trip and try to sit on the pit box and um, try to help you help you navigate the 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 draft there. Yeah, and that should be a lot of fun, man. I can't wait. Only thing better would be be, be out there pushing you around there yeah. in, a, in a car myself. So uh, enjoy today. Enjoy all that media. Right. Yeah. I used to not appreciate that. And uh, yeah, there'll be a day when no one's going to be asking you to do any yeah. more interviews. <laughs> so you might as well enjoy it while it's happening. Yeah. And uh, uh, you only win your, I told you this as soon as we got on the phone the other day, you, there's only one first, right? Uh, the rest will not be like this. The rest mm. will feel different. But that first one's so special. So enjoy it and have fun with all the media and all the attention and take advantage of it. You know, yep. Promote yourself and your partnerships. And uh, we'll see if we can't make something out of this. Yep. The Dale Jr. Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy and Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, you, you know, you got to act quick. Yes. And when you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for a business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. Mm. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. 
ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So, Josh, um, before you go, man, uh, we do a uh, part of the show called Ask Juniors, my favorite part because we actually get to talk to people that watch the show <laughs> and listen to the podcast. And so uh, we get to hear from them and, and uh, uh, they'll be on our YouTube channel. So would you stick around? Yep, yep, right. for sure. It's Ask Josh presented by Xfinity. <laughs> Well, we finally made it to my favorite part of the show, Ask Junior, brought to you by Xfinity. Let's get some great questions in here that you guys have sent to at Xfinity Racing on Twitter. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in uh, for the Ask Junior. We're going to call this the Ask Josh part of the show because Josh Berry's here with us. Um, Thanks to everybody who's tuned in. We know you guys are the hardcore uh, supporters of the podcast and the Dale Junior Download and Dirty Mo Media. Uh, Thanks to Xfinity for supporting this part of our uh, our podcast and uh, the Xfinity winner from Martinsville is here. So Leah has the questions ready. We've been gathering questions throughout the uh, past several hours uh, since we announced Josh was going to be a part of this part of the show. So let's get them, Leah. All right. Our first question is coming from Dan Kerrigan. He says, congratulations, Josh. Was it more reassuring to see your teammate behind you those last laps? Or were you worried that someone would decide it was time to pay back Noah and cause a restart? <laughs> <laughs> cause well, a yellow. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I felt pretty good racing around Noah, honestly. Me and him have, have developed a pretty good friendship. And, uh, you know, honestly, in that moment, I felt like I th- felt like he would take care of me. He was racing for the Dash for Cash deal. He had, he had his own kind of race going on there. So I, I, I felt good having him behind me. Uh, this is from Matt Roth, and it's for both of you. Can you talk about the phone call, Dale, to Josh, and what you guys talked about? Well, I felt um, – I felt bad that I wasn't there. Uh, NASCAR has a policy where only one owner from the team can go, and Kelly and LW went Friday, and they said, you know, they. I had something going on Friday. I was working on the house, and I said, y'all go to the race. I want to go to. I want to go to Dagan, and so they went, but then it rained out, and they didn't tell me they didn't go back. <laughs> they they had something else going on with Wyatt racing, so um, I'm texting Kelly, and uh, I found out they weren't at the track, and I was like, bang! But uh, when he won. I uh, I shot a text to to you, yeah. and I said, "Hey, man, can you can you get me on the phone with him somehow?" So uh, Pemberton was standing there, and but um, I was still uh, in. I was still broken broken down a little bit <laughs> when we had our conversation. Yeah. I was like, I, I could <laughs> you, you, I could describe you as emotional. I could tell that. So whenever we uh, sat down. Uh, afterwards, <laughs> and you said that you had cried. I said, "Yeah, I thought you had." Oh, he yeah. had been. He was a little choked up. <laughs> Couldn't. It wow. was a great moment. It was awesome. <laughs> Sounded like Chewbacca on the other line, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was crying, and Dale's texting me. I need to talk to Josh, and I'm like, yeah. "I, I can't even deal with this right. either." Yeah. Like, on, honestly, the video. yeah, honestly. So uh, it's funny that she says that because um, probably the most emotional I got was watching her video because you just never like. She's, we know each other a yeah. little bit, right? But you just never imagine that you're going to have that kind of effect on somebody, just what mm, you're doing, yeah. you know, for Taylor. Cause I know that 
you know, it meant a lot to, obviously it meant a lot to me and all of us, but I know how much, how Taylor had been working and for her to show her emotion for how excited she was for Taylor, that was a great moment. And honestly, uh, shed a few tears watching that one. Yeah. I told Leah that we sounded identical in those (laughs) moments. Yeah. Um, I, um, yeah, it was great to be, Rick always gets on the phone with the driver in Victor Lane and I'm like, that's so cool, man, to be able to talk to him. So I was uh, lucky that I got to talk to Josh in that moment because uh, I wanted to hear, you know, what you what you were feeling. So it was great. All right, our next question coming from Josh Denton, uh, Hickory Motor Speedway. Who wins between Josh and Junior in a late model? Oh, that's easy, me for yeah. sure. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> dude, Josh has this. I know Josh wins everywhere he goes, but he has something special that I don't know anybody right now. I don't know any driver. That, that has what Josh has at Hickory. It's just you got a, you found a tent there that isn't obvious to 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 most racers. And uh, I don't know, maybe you can describe it. I don't know. Ever since the first time I took laps around that place, I uh, it just came to me, I don't know, just you got to be really patient with uh, getting the car turned and coming straight off the corner and just how you maneuver the car in there to get to that point. I just um, – and I've just always – it's got me in trouble almost at times because I've been so good there that sometimes I don't I, – it's hard to figure out how to make my car better, really, because I'm just because i always like – really, whether my car is good or bad – or not bad, but you know, when, it, when my car is very, very good versus when it's all right, you know, most of the time I'm always in the top five or top three. So it's been a great place for me. I think we talked – I think I'm – I don't know if this is official, but like I'm third now in all time wins there. Behind like two behind Dennis Setzer is my next one. So really, to, yeah, yeah. Dennis Setzer and what Max Presswood. Yep. Yeah. Two legends. Two guys. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, you 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 put yourself on that that list. That just tells you right there. And you you know they ran, you know Max ran Hickory for for a really long time, mm-hmm. but uh, special place. As a follow up to that, what about Myrtle Beach? Think you'd give him a run for your, his money there? <laughs> you're pretty patient at saving the tires you might you probably we need a long race you'd be good yeah. you'd be there you'd be good but there. yeah it might have a better chance there for sure than hickory anything can happen at myrtle beach I've, that's yeah. what i've learned to love about that like even when you're uh like that's what you see in, in these races and i saw a little bit that of the dirt race at bristol like um when there's that much tire fall off it kind of it opens the door for a lot i mean you saw like um Stenhouse, how good he was at the end of that race. I mean, I feel like he had managed his tires and he made a push at the end and was there. You know, anything can happen at those places when there's yeah. that much tire wear. Next question coming from Lee Landisauer. Uh, Hi, Josh. Did your wife end up getting a Tahoe after leading every <laughs> lap and winning with the late model? And if yes, what is she going to get with this one? Oh, uh, well, so <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I honestly haven't made a lot of uh, light about this because I hadn't go about it, but uh, Dale. Dale hooked us up. So, uh, you know, I didn't, I was at a weird point that like I was, I was very excited for it. She's been very excited for it. And we use it all the time with the, with the little girl. But, um, you know, at the same time, I wasn't sure how to go about it, you know, but, you know, cause, um, but it was a, uh, it was a gift yeah. and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. Well, we haven't really thought about, it. we'll have to see. I mean, that kind of stuff kind of happens organically or right. naturally really, you know, don't plan it, but, um, maybe you never know. All right, our next question comes from Charles Payne. As for Josh, how do you prepare for the wide range of racetracks that you experience in the Xfinity Series? You know, I've been doing a couple different things really this year. I've been uh, part of Chevrolet's development deal with Josh Wise and Scott Speed. So we've been uh, been experienced some of the things there. They just go over a ton of data, 
just uh, restart data and analytics and stuff about how the race will play out. And then really you have that and, you know, just time on the simulator or, or iRacing. And really that's kind of it. I mean, you kind of watch the races back, try to prepare yourself, you know, but it's a, it's a fine line that I'm trying to learn what works for me, you know, because sometimes the, the conditions and everything could be so different. You can almost over-prepare in a way yeah. and get a kind of – so it's um, like Martinsville, you know, that was more, you know, I watched the race back, just kind of naturally went into it like I would any other race. But some of these these bigger tracks, you got to gotta work for it for sure. I'm curious to know how you feel about the the manufacturer simulator. So when, when I was racing cars, a lot of guys didn't really spend much time with it. You know, you're going to get practice. You're going to go out there and race and figure it out on, on, the, on the track. But now that there is no practice, uh, it's certainly uh, become a tool that, a lot more guys want to utilize. Certainly a lot of young drivers just use that thing up. Mm-hmm. You come in sort of in the middle of that. You've you're, you got a veteran mindset. You definitely don't have a ton of experience in the cars or on some of these tracks. So we talked earlier when you just started racing at Daytona and so forth, you were, you were clawing to get any mm-hmm. time in the simulator at the start of this season. Now where are you? Um, you know, kind of middle of the ways there. I still think – um, it's definitely a valuable tool to use. It's just kind of like anything, and you know this from sim racing, like the, the holy grail is the tires, right? Like getting the tires feel right, getting the right amount of grip in the tires and the track. And, you know, that's what the constant battle with that is, just trying to figure that and, and get that right. Um, you just got to be careful, I think, that your speeds are close. And, I mean, it's tough for these guys. I mean, they're kind of guessing, too. You're guessing off the, the setups of the car and the conditions of what to expect. And that you know, there's been a couple of times where – you know, we ended up going a little too fast in the sim versus what it felt like when we got there. But at the end of the day, the environment's the same. Um, we've done some cool things with uh, ghost cars and stuff like that to kind of experience the uh, negative effects of dirty air. And, I mean, it's been a good good tool for me to use. Nice. All right, our next question coming from Ryan Kennedy. Uh, you guys can both uh, answer this if you have an answer for it. Um, after seeing the Rick Ware drivers this weekend, I want to know what was the maddest you've ever been at a teammate. They were all mad at each other on Sunday. Um, so mine would be uh, Christian Eckes and me were coming to we – were. I was leading the Myrtle, Myrtle Beach, Beach 400, yeah, and he, uh, he uh, just kind of – ran me in the fence for the win but at the time I was pretty mad and, and that was an interesting point in my career like I had um I had won a lot of races but the you know the whole you know the the crown jewel events were something that I really hadn't had a lot of success in so that was the closest that I'd been to winning one but he had had a tough season had a lot of misfortune and, and hadn't won and that was his day so um that was probably the maddest um you know I I got over it over time we went back the very next year and won it and that was a, that was a big deal for us I'd have to think about it. Um, I, I've had a lot of teammates, and I've had a lot of <laughs> discussions with them. But um, Mark Martin ran me in the fence off the turn four, off turn two at Michigan one race. Um, I was pretty mad about that, but uh, kind of you know same thing late last lap or something, and just used up more racetrack than 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 that was there, and squeezed me in the fence, and um, that kind of stuff really annoys you because I would I wouldn't have done that, you know I wouldn't just have throttled up and been like, eh, screw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he'll he'll be he'll get over it. But uh there had to have been a Jeff Gordon moment in there somewhere. I don't know. I can't think of it. You could probably find either. radioactive or something somewhere. I, can't, somewhere I remember the radioactive on that Mark Martin deal. <laughs> I always knew that I was gonna have to see him a lot. Try not to 
true. Get too tore up about it. All right, one more question. Uh, this is for you, Dale, from Jeremy Talent. Rumors are circulating that you and Kelly have been talking about starting a cup team. Any truth to this? Well, we just basically all that me and Kelly have done is said with the new car coming, and I think that everyone is doing this, not just us, but like with the new car coming, does it make more sense, right, for us to go into the cup series if we were ever going to go? Is this the time to do it? I think if they weren't bringing in the new car, we it'd be status quo. We probably wouldn't consider it, wouldn't have any interest in it. we got a great business model financially. We know how to do what we're doing. And uh, we definitely don't want to upset that and put any of our employees' uh, livelihoods in danger or, or at risk with, with taking a big risk. So, um, But we have to ask ourselves with the new car coming in is if there's ever a time to make that transition, maybe, maybe this could be it. So we um, – we just have to explore what that means financially. It's highly, highly unlikely because it's just such a commitment. We're going to need a lot more support um, in terms of, of cash to, to, to make that investment for the cars and uh, everything else, all the technology that comes with it. So um, it's hard to change this too, right? We have what's what behind this glass on the other side of this glass, man, is – it's a smooth working machine. We just won two races in a row and we've got, we've, we've got this figured out and we're successful here and it's hard to, why would you want to change that? It's doing so well and you enjoy it. And plus, you know, right, we're, we're right in the middle of this quest to, to figure out how to get Josh in a car full time. We right, we're right on the cusp of really creating that as a reality. So that's where like all the energy is right now is like keeping four cars on the track at, at at the Xfinity level and trying to figure out what we can do with Josh and and uh, keeping the rest of our drivers happy and in victory lane. All right, guys, that's it for today. All right, y'all, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Some great questions. Thanks, Josh, for uh, joining us for the Ask Josh <laughs> presented to you by Xfinity, uh, premier partner for NASCAR. Josh, I appreciate you joining us for the Dale Jr. Download, buddy. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. You got it, man. Have a great week. Enjoy your off weekend. Well, that part of the show seems to always go by too quickly, Mike. Yeah, it does always seem to go too quickly, but not nearly as fast as Xfinity X-Fi. Well, Xfinity X-Fi is more than just fast, Mike. It's also reliable and powerful, meaning everyone can do more of what they love with faster internet. That it is. With Xfinity X-Fi, you can do more of what you love with faster internet. You and your crew, you can stay connected with Wi-Fi coverage. It delivers the speed your devices need. And remember, everyone, send your Ask Junior questions to at Xfinity Racing on Twitter. Before we hit the road, thank you, Xfinity. Proud premier partner of NASCAR. All right, last call, man. Great show. Always awesome to be able to talk about what we're doing on the racetrack, and Josh's win was a special one. And uh, you'll be able to see the TV version of this show on Thursday at 5.30 Eastern Time. The Dale Jr. Download on NBCSN, Thursday at 5.30, the edited-down version of the podcast. So, also, Doorbell or Clear, uh, they have a new episode after Martinsville post to martinsville it's available now tj brett and freddie they discussed short track rain tires the choose rule drama and what the post-covid at track experience could be like give them a listen door bumper clear available on all major podcast platforms 
I really enjoyed uh, the conversation we had with Josh. Mike, I know you enjoyed that too. We've had Josh on the show a few times, but uh, we really finally had something to, to, you know, something to celebrate. So it was great to get him on. It was special, and uh, appreciate him for making time for us. And man, good job! And, and uh, uh, appreciate you guys. Appreciate everyone listening to our show. So, yeah, uh, never take that for granted. We don't. We don't. Thank you to our listeners uh, for supporting us. We've got some great guests coming down the pipe for you guys, and uh, we know we like to hold on to that information. Uh, but you guys are going to be pumped about the next couple of weeks. So uh, keep your ear to the ground. Have a great week. Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.